0: Nichua! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Well guys, Christmas is right around the corner. I hope you guys are almost done with your Christmas shopping. In today's episode, we talked about holiday meals and guilt-free eating, as well as our mindset going into pre- or post-holiday workouts. We hope that you have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes and give us a 5-star rating. Let's get this started! In a couple weeks, we're approaching the holiday season, Christmas. Hanukkah, I guess, starts today, officially today. We're recording this on December 10th. And comes with holidays is some festive foods and i know it's a lot of stressor um, for a lot of us and people tend to overstress and overthink and then that leads into kind of like punishing yourself through workouts or more intense workouts so today we're going to cover both topics um, and we're going to get started with holiday eating right so dupes let's start here What are some of, like, your favorite holiday treats that you, it's, like, your go-to?
1: Oh, boy. So, I'm not a big, like, cookie eater. I'm not really big on the whole, you know, turkey ham meal. But the stuff that I love is the finger foods and the dips and chips and, you know, little rolled whatever wraps and... Or Dervy kind of things, and I guess with those too, you can really get mindless because you'll just grab one, or they're tiny, and yeah.
0: Yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm both. So I made Thanksgiving meal for the first time this year, and when I made it, because I just followed like uh, some recipes that I found online, I never realized how much butter gets incorporated oh, into everything. Yes. <laughs> right butter is like the staple of cooking in thanksgiving meal (laughs) and i have a feeling it's going to be the same for christmas right um and i also love the sweets like i usually start my christmas day with like whatever cookie or goodies that that's out Mm -hmm. um and you know i don't do that every day but it's just like it just feels right to do that Mm -hmm. um and and i think some of the listeners are like what that's crazy (laughs) but here's the thing You don't have to have guilt associated with the things that you eat, especially on special occasions like Christmas, like Thanksgiving. These days are meant to be celebratory and food is associated with that day. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be the devil. It can be something you say to yourself, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy whatever I eat today. And then, uh, you know, I'll just get back on track tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. What and, and notice that there were no guilt associated in that process. Mm-hmm. It's just like today's meant to be enjoyed, and I'm going to enjoy whatever I eat and the company of the people that I'm with. And tomorrow, I just get back on track.
1: Right. And I think some of that guilt is what really plays into our minds too. If you have a, one bad day that maybe bleeds into the next, or you know, even you have a bad week. Uh, sometimes we get into a really bad mental state then, and that just keeps pulling us down. And you know, just like you said, you know we we need to enjoy these things and so you know, wherever you're at, so if you had a bad week, pick it up from there. You can always start tomorrow, always start today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, don't let yourself get pulled down by that yeah that and
0: guilt. also, I want to make a note as I was making Thanksgiving dinner. I thought to myself, oh, there are things I could substitute to make it healthy, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Grandma's cookie tastes good because you have white sugar in it. Yes. (laughs) Right? Grandma's Mm -hmm. cookie is not going to taste the same if you replace it with stevia. It's it's just not going to happen. True. So it's okay to stick to the traditional way of cooking. Now, the way I look at it, right? So when I was making Thanksgiving meals... The things that I did replace were if I had the option to replace it with more real vegetables mm-hmm. or things that I could make from scratch right. or replacing, you know, to me, like white flour and whole wheat flour kind of taste the same to me. So I use the whole wheat flour instead of a white flour, um, but I wasn't going to sacrifice the flavor. So, you know, even butter, right? Like you can use butter, but I don't eat meat. So I use the plant-based butter, but you know, that was my choice. Um, I don't know if that, that's something that we'll cover in the long run, like the, how I became mostly plant-based, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll touch on that topic maybe in like a couple of weeks. and so then, you know, we can tell that story too. Um, but so you can make those choices, not out of guilt, but because of a good decision making, right, that right. that follows into your lifestyle, I wasn't restricting anything. I made the choice to do that because I knew that was going to be more beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to make substitute. I'm not saying that don't make any substitutions in your cooking or in you know in the things that you're baking. But if you're gonna make a substitution, make it based on you you, you know your your conscious decisions. To, to try to make it fit your lifestyle. Right. Right. Yep. Um, so I'm looking forward to this like holiday season. Like I really look forward to it. And, and, you know, like even during Halloween and stuff, there's a lot of like these charts that comes out with, if you eat this candy, this is how many burpees <laughs> right, you have to do. Yes. And you see like trends like that leading up to, um, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, like a lot of things that you see is like, detox the word detox i hate that word right <laughs> we have a we have a system within our body which is liver that helps with the detox process we don't need to f- physically do something to quote unquote detox something that right. you ate or That's cleanse. yes yeah. <laughs> those are just unhealthy habits i think um, i get the intention behind it but it's not necessarily i don't think it's used in the correct terms it mm-hmm. doesn't promote health as a whole um, I think, you know, I have a little bit of beef with the fitness industry, you know, like it's, I'm, I've been in this industry for so long and I just wish that like we promote it more on like looking at food as a source of nutrient instead of numbers and calories and all these mm-hmm. things that's supposed to be negatively impact our lives. We should look at food as a tool for us to be successful rather than things that you need to control and minimize.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, and I think right now too, a lot of people are looking to food um, as a co- as a comfort, more of a comfort, um, and a, or an emotional attachment where we have other losses in our life, so we're filling it with with food. And and one thing that I've always learned from you is that just keeping everything in moderation. If you want the potato chips, eat the potato chips. You don't need to have millions of them and make sure that you're eating healthy foods also. Don't deny yourself those things. Um, But, you know, also don't go go crazy with it. I think with all the detoxes and the cleanses and all of that, too, we're looking for a quick fix. We're Mm -hmm. looking for like, you know, oh, I want to eat a candy bar, so I'm going to go do 200 burpees or I want to look good for Christmas, so I'm going to detox when really we just need a good, consistent plan Mm -hmm. all along with a couple of ups and downs and, you know, festive holidays along the way Mm
0: -hmm. i agree i mean it's just um you know i and and i'm I'm gonna be first to admit like i used to look at food as something negative too you know like i think we all struggle with that at certain times certain point in our lives and you know i used to track calories and i would try to burn more calories than i consumed and i became obsessed with that and i think a lot of us becomes obsessed with the numbers on the scale and we kind of put a value on ourselves based on that and let our feelings and how we feel emotionally based off of those three numbers, which really doesn't have any meanings other than your gravitational relationship to the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, we always, we always mention, you know, when somebody mentioned scales, you know, that's, that's just your gravitational relationship to the earth. Unless you choose to give a meaning to that number, it doesn't have to be something you know, that, that gigantic, right? figuratively and literally, right?
1: Right. right. Yeah. It's a good guide. Mm-hmm. But again, we've seen people come into the gym where, you know, they might put on a few pounds, but they're actually looking stronger and, you know, more uh, defined. And, you know, as they're getting stronger, they might put on a few pounds, but their pants are getting smaller. And uh, so, yeah, that, that number really doesn't mean a whole 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 lot and also to keep in mind too we have these fluctuations these normal fluctuations and especially women you know they'll say like oh you know my scale jumped six pounds first of all probably nobody's going to notice that six pound fluctuation and it might just be a little water weight or you know just some normal fluctuations in in whatever's happening Mm -hmm. so you know
0: like when when talking about holiday eating you know, I, I kind of relate back to the scripture. Right. So like I'm, I'm a very spiritual person. So anytime like Jesus wanted to connect with somebody, usually he had a meal. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then and, and there is no part of that. The setting of whenever he had a meal with somebody he said i'm going to restrict my calories to a certain <laughs> amount like if that was in the bible and may if i'm wrong please correct me <laughs> but i don't think i read the word calories and 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 how much you should eat like while you're eating well i guess i think there's talking there, there's a talk about like gluttony and like overheating overconsumption. Mm-hmm. um but you know there's no mention of calories and mm-hmm. and how you have to substitute certain foods and and so You know, to me, I go back to that and say, like, you know, on certain occasions, like special holidays, you know, I want everybody to have a good mindset of it going into it. Like, hey, you know what? Today, I'm just gonna enjoy it. Right. I'm not gonna worry about it. And I I know a lot of times it's it's mental, Mm -hmm. right? And we tend to overthink, and then there's that guilt that comes on later. I think the best thing you can do at this point, just kind of like train yourself mentally and say, you know what, this holiday, especially in this pandemic, I'm going to make it a best effort to just enjoy it, enjoy the company, enjoy the food, appreciate those who made the food, right? Right? Um, and and that's, that's something that I think as somebody that cooks for the family, like there's nothing more better than like seeing the plate of food that you made empty Mm -hmm. because you know that you make it out of love like you know mel and i had a quarantine cooking sessions while in in like march through may and we just enjoyed doing that and we enjoyed and, and more than just making the food itself and we enjoyed seeing people's reactions yes right because like when you make food especially like these special meals you can't help but to make it with love
1: Mm -hmm. it connects people
0: yes the food connects people Mm -hmm. right and that's the big value of uh, these meals and so you know let's just not stress about eating or let's try our best to not stress about eating and then even the following day which leads into our next topic you know let's not let guilt be our driving force to quote unquote work out, to quote unquote detox, to quote unquote to cleanse. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a big fan of like, oh, I need to work out because I ate this or I ate that. Like when, when I hear that, like I want to tell them, no, 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 that's not the mindset I want you to fall into. Coming from a person who used to do that. So mm-hmm. so just a little quick story. When I was living in North Carolina and working at the boarding school for um, obese teens, right? So, and this is the irony of all of it. Um, I picked up some bad habits. One of it was I had, I literally had an Excel spreadsheet of the hours that I worked out each and every day. Wow. And if that minutes didn't add up to at least 200 minutes a day, which if you think 200 minutes is over, three hours a day of working out, mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Wow. I became obsessed with that number. I ups- I obsessed about it to a point. I tried to drive it to as high as I could. And, and I had the luxury to do that because I was the activities coordinator and <laughs> right. So like Post I worked as is. a pro, I was program, co- <laughs> pro- program coach, and I worked with activities. So I got to work out with kids mm-hmm. on the, on the, on the job. And, um, you know, so like even on the weekend, so I tried, I, I, I had the weekend shifts. So I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Saturday, Sunday was, uh, like a whole day. Like I think it was 12 or 14 hours. And then Friday was eight hours. So it was a full-time work, but Monday through Thursday, I basically had off. Wow. And I was living on site cause I was, young and I was poor and they offered housing. <laughs> so I took up on, it was a log cabin with no heater. And in North Carolina, it was super freezing cold, but I was saving money, the little money that I was making and I didn't have a lot to do, so what did I do? I spent hours and hours and hours on end working out and I obsessed about just tallying that minutes because anytime that I ate, I wanted to have that negative surplus of the, the calor- calories that I was intaking.
1: I did not know that about you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so coming from the person that used to do that, mm-hmm. I still to this day sometimes struggle with that mentality of I want, I want to work out because I ate this or this is how much I ate. And I think we all struggle with it. Mm-hmm. But we also need to start to think differently right? because that's not a healthy cycle to get into.
1: Right. And I think we've all done things like that. But what I always try to do, too, when I realize that something isn't working or maybe it's not the healthiest, uh, you know, that's where you learn and that's where you grow. So, you know, maybe, you know, you're you're working out too much, you're, you're doing too much, but then you can reel it back in and, and start to make your plan from there. And you're really good at planning. So I could see where you could grow really from, you know, where you probably did grow from that where you were doing too much and then you, you realized, okay, this is too much. I'm obsessing. So now what's my plan? What's, what's really the best for me here? And I've, we've all done that. I counted calories and each day you would try to get a little less, a little less, a little less until it became, you know, not healthy for me anymore. And then you work out more on the days that you ate more. So now that when I do feel myself wanting to slip back into that, I remember the good things that I learned from it, you know, what helped me there. Sometimes just writing down what you eat if you feel like you're on a slippery slope helps, but not worrying about the calories or, you know, even the nutrients, just trying to see maybe are you adding a little bit too much of something in or not enough of something else, you know. So I think that's that's good too to make those mistakes and then grow from them to develop a better plan.
0: Yeah, I have this love hate relationship with numbers. So (laughs) tracking numbers in a sense, if you are able to see it from a good perspective, it's really helpful. So like when we talk about athletes numbers and seeing how they are progressing. So then if they're plateauing, then I need to adjust the program. Mm -hmm. So if I have that kind of perspective and saying, okay, like these numbers are showing me that what we're doing is working or what we're doing is not working. But the flip side of that is a lot of us tend to get obsessive over numbers, numbers on the scale, numbers in your bank account, you know, any numbers, it's so easy to get addicted almost to try to get and and you're, and unconsciously you make the decision to sacrifice anything and everything to try to achieve that number. Mm -hmm. But that number really doesn't give you as much satisfaction as you think it's going to. Right. Right. I've never met a person who said, I want to reach this number on the scale. Mm-hmm. And they achieved it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is the best feeling in ever.
1: Right. Now I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> That's You not, want more yeah.
0: and more yes. and more and more. Now I got here. So I'm going to go more, which right. in turn, I guess, like it could be a good thing. But it's also like, is it really worth sacrificing all of that? Mm hmm. You know, and I'm not trying to downplay anybody who's trying to lose weight. If that's your goal, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But just be aware that it is so easily, it, it can e- so easily become addictive almost. Right. You know, and I've, I've gone through that. I think you've gone through that Absolutely. in different contexts. Like to me, it was a minute of workouts that I was having. That's, mm-hmm. that was the number that I've assessed over. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And I've also obsessed over the number on the scale. Right. Um, and I realized it's just not worth it, you know? And so I think we just kind of got sidetracked, but going back to like this, like idea of you have to burn what you eat. So I'm going to work out. Right. So instead of that mentality, what I would like to promote, or what I would like you to kind of kind of talk about is just saying like, okay, like I know that if I move, if I get some kind of movement in, And notice that I'm using the, I'm choosing to use the word movement over workout or training session because movement can be anything, right? Right. You don't need to dedicate an hour to quote unquote workout or do a class, which is kind of funny that I'm saying this (laughs) as a fitness business, but just knowing that like our human's bodies are made to move. So Mm -hmm. of course, if you move, you're going to feel well, you're going to feel better. It's going to be good for your mental state. It's going to be good emotionally. It's going to feel good just in general. And you're going to probably be more driven to do things. Um, So if you know that, do it. Right. You know,
1: just look at quarantine. What did everybody do to feel better? We couldn't, you know, we couldn't vacation. We couldn't go to gyms, there were so many things we couldn't do. If you didn't have home equipment, you couldn't really lift weights. So everybody went outside and started walking and hiking. And it was so nice to see and so nice to hear. And that movement just, you know, really helped everyone through a really difficult time. Mm -hmm. And, you
0: know, it's when we think of like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to do this to combat what I ate hmm. Usually people think in terms of like intensity. Right. right? So day after Thanksgiving, day after Christmas, um, you know, maybe you're spending extra 15, 30 minutes, you know, trying to do an intense workout or you try to pick up your intensity so you can sweat off, quote unquote, what you ate. Um, the reality is, you know, that's not happening inside your body. It's just like you feel better because you did that, because that's what you set your mind on. Right. And, and if that gives you meaning, that gives you happiness, that's great. But just know that that's also, you know, like you don't need to do that. That's not the formula for success. Mm-hmm. I think, and this is something that I long th- I, I learned along my journey, is that, like, if you can shift your mindset to, you know what? I'm just going to get back on track today. I'm not going to do anything special. I'm just going to get back into my program, um, you know, depending on what my goal is at that time, and, and just go through my, go through my workout and and go on to my day. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have time to do that that day, that's okay. But I think I'm going to try to intentionally create it because I personally enjoy and love like just getting a good training session in, you know, it's not something that I, you know,
1: I don't look forward to. It's not something that's like, Oh, I have to do it, you know? (laughs) Right. And sometimes on those days when you're feeling, I tell my clients this all the time. Sometimes they'll just text me and they'll say like, oh, I'm not feeling up to it today. Or, oh, I'm tired from work. Those are the days sometimes that you need, like you said, any kind of movement. You just, you know, maybe it's, maybe you switch things up a little bit, but once you start moving and getting your body going, you just, your whole mood just starts to change and you start to feel better. Mm -hmm. So that's where you really want to associate movement with that, that good feeling that sense of happiness and and that's where you're content and you're really benefiting your body rather than oh I need to get in there and sweat off the calories sweat off the turkey
0: Mm. I mean yeah it's it's absolutely true it's just um it's one of the and then also also this is a good time to talk about this is you know oh it's a holiday season I'm just gonna put off working out until the new year yes you don't have to You know, I mean, sure, I get it. I get it. Life gets busy around this time. (laughs) There's a lot of things that pulls you in a different direction. And if you want to take a break because you feel like you need it, totally understand. But don't feel like you need to wait till the new year to start your journey. If you want, if you have the urge and desire to start it, start it now. You know, it's like everybody wants to start on Monday, right? Or January 1st is the day that they start. But why wait? Right. If you have that drive and if you want to get started, get started. And I I don't mean like go, you know, excuse me for lack of words, but balls deep into whatever you decide to do. Like, I'm going to restrict my calories and I'm only going to eat this and then I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to do this program. If that works for you, that's great. But I'd say majority of people, that's too much and it doesn't last.
1: Right. You're more successful if you start out slow. Start making little changes.
0: Yes. So that's what I mean by like start now with those small changes. Mm -hmm. So what about, you know, take 15 minutes every day to just do something active. So if you know that, you know, because all our jobs right now is pretty sedentary because of, you know, our current situations, take a 15 minute movement break every day. Mm -hmm. that's a great start
1: right more and more people working from home so they don't even have that walk from the parking lot to the office or you know from their office to the elevator to the break room so I think that's really important right now too kids are studying at home get up and move every hour do something Mm -hmm. some squats do Mm -hmm. some jumping jacks do a plank walk around whatever works
0: Mm -hmm. and I think you know I, I never used to wear a watch, but I, wa- I wear a Garmin watch now. Thanks to Corey, she got me this for last year's Christmas present. And, and like I said, I have a tendency to get addicted to numbers, mm-hmm. and I know that about myself. One of the numbers that I decided that it's going to be okay for me to obsess over is the number of steps that I take. Yes. Uh, and I try to really aim to get at least 10,000 steps, which with my job is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a great way to track how active you are throughout the day. You know, it's nothing that's intense. That's nothing that's going to require you to go out of the way to do. Most of us can't easily get 10,000 steps if we really try to focus on it without doing any harm to your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that might be a great step one for you that you can start now um, to start to create a healthy habit.
1: Right. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be 10,000. Maybe that is a big stretch for you if you have a more sedentary. Right job right now so set just set a goal you know maybe that's your first goal mm-hmm. 7,500 or you yeah I
0: mean so if you're you know it, it'll be, it'll be good to know I always think in terms of you're you're absolutely correct assessing where you are now so then you can plan plan where your point b is mm-hmm. so without knowing where your plant uh, where your point a is you can't get to plant point b because you don't know how long that's gonna take or how far we reach that point B is, mm-hmm. so just kind of finding out where your point A, where you stand right now, and then plant your point B. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to encourage all the listeners. Thank you for listening, and at the same time, let's really work on our mindset heading in this, into this holiday season. Just to summarize a couple of the things that we talked about, our you know how we think about holiday foods. And, and just really take the moment to enjoy everything, everything that's about that day, including, your, including the company of people that you get to be with um, and the food that is on the table without feeling guilty about consuming. And, and, and also in the following days, you know, don't quote unquote have feel like you have to punish yourself for the things that you ate, but really just get back on track. And also start a healthy habit when you feel ready to. It doesn't have to be a workout. It can simply be taking certain amount of steps. Right. Anything to add?
1: No, I think that's about all. I think also I keep looking at your water bottle here because I can't see you clearly. (laughs) We're sitting behind plexiglass talking to each other today. So it's the first time I'm not really looking directly at him while we're talking, but I see his water. And I know on days when I have enough water and whatever that is for you, it always makes me feel better. And I don't get a snacky too. So that's a little, you know, trick over the holidays too. If you feel like you might go overboard, maybe drink some water before your meal. If you don't want to over still enjoy it enjoy all of that but you know always get enough water in
0: it's so funny right like to me when I look at what a healthy lifestyle is it's simple Mm -hmm. it's boring (laughs) and it's not extreme right which is the total opposite of what the fitness industry promotes
1: right i yeah i definitely agree and that's something that we promote to all of our clients here there i think when people first come in the door they're always looking for that like okay so what's my plan what's my well, you know, let's see where you're at and, and start to develop it slowly. But, you know, it's not that I'm going to tell you to not eat carbs or to only eat this many calories or to run six miles. You know, mm. we're going to see where you are and what works for you.
0: And this is also exactly why I have a little bit of beef with the fitness industry. And, and we'll we'll dive deep into that in this season so then you can hear why sometimes those things that they promote can be really harmful mm-hmm. uh, instead of helpful. And so stay tuned we'll touch on those uh in coming weeks thank you for listening and we'll see you next week